0: Hey guys, Toolman Tim here. We are back for another edition of the Fireside Freedom Podcast. Tonight, we are going to, well, we've got two new, I was going to say visitors, but no, not visitors, two new members. Here, we got Chicken Hawk coming on while we're at it. There you are. Camera's working now. Oh yeah, Uh, two is one, one is nine. I had a
1: second one.
0: Excellent. Right on, right on. So let's slide around. I don't know. Let's start off. I mean, we're going to introduce the new folks, but let's ask you first, what have you guys been up to this week? I'll start below me at Hawkins. What have you been doing, buddy?
1: Uh, just trying to keep the quail alive and keep the goats fed and stuff like that. Had a lot of trouble the last week or so with, uh, I think I lost 10 or 15 of the quail from heat in the chicken coop, but uh, just even in there, there's not a lot of airflow, even with the door open, the windows open. So that's the only thing I can guess, is they just drop dead from the heat. That's miserable. We, years ago
0: when we did chickens, we had a, a batch that arrived on a real humid day, and they'd all been basically piled in the van in the trays, you know. We ended up losing half of them the first couple of days, and
1: they went good for it. But, yeah, it's it's hard. Heat's the worst thing for birds. As long as I got five or six females left, you know, I can let them pop some eggs out with the males and, you know, do a couple runs in the incubator, so I'll get it back up. Right on, right on. Now, what
0: you, miss, Thesea?
1: What have you been
2: up to? I've been battling the heat also. Um, my, my pig, Jimmy Dean, got caught, and I thought, didn't think he was going to make it, but he did fine. And then I've got uh, nine turkeys that are supposed to go to processing here about two weeks, a couple days ago out there. I went out there to check on them. They lost a bunch of feathers, and they weren't standing up, so I'm misting them off. So every day about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I go hose everybody down and, and uh, try to keep them cool. And, and then get my granddaughter her her hermit her today
0: nice <laughs> you uh you said it, it cooled way down today to 99 degrees for you did it
2: well it's come it come back up we actually got some rain it hadn't rained in like two months and we finally got some rain and then i think we got four inches total and it was in the 80s it was wonderful but now it's gone back up to it was 100 degrees today you can have some
0: of my rain because we've had lots this one this summer. We're one of the few places, so miserable. How about you, Carrie? What have you been up to, bud?
3: Yeah, we've been pretty busy out here. I was out in Middle Tennessee yesterday for a uh, property evaluation job for some folks who have just grabbed about eight acres, so I'm kind of part of several people that are helping them plan the place out or the livestock and the systems that they want to put in. And then otherwise, I just got some property maintenance jobs lined up and I'm actually doing a plant and tree kind of a an, uh, medicinal and edible identification job for a place that's going on the market tomorrow to kind of help market it to uh, potential homesteaders and keep it out of the hands of the, the uh, developers. That's cool. Can you elaborate that's a little cool. bit on that? What are you what are you doing? So I was, I was contacted by a, um, there was a lady that uh, mutual, like mutual acquaintance basically that I know through the Permaculture Guild and she knew this realtor who was looking for somebody to just come out and look at this property and help the sellers just tag stuff, just get stakes in the ground with tree tags on them. And so uh, Cassie put the, put the realtor in touch with me and we started talking and agreed upon a time and a place and a cost. And I've not really done anything exactly like this before. I mean, I've done it for friends. I've never really done it for pay. So it'll kind of be a, a test run, but this may be a little a little niche to be filled. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing what comes of that.
0: Man, that's exciting. I'm proud of you, man. I, I love you. Every time I talk to you, you're going off into something else. I love it. It's great. I
1: was going to say on that note, I mean, honestly, yeah, I think that'd be something you can make quite a bit on is i would pay somebody a couple hundred bucks to come out and just walk the property with me and be like hey this tree's this kind or this herbs because i like literally i got some buddies that know you know a couple of and, and every time they're out i'm like all right so what's that one and you know i'm making mental notes but yeah like I, as personally because we got we got eight acres but i'm on almost 300 with my in-laws and stuff that we're right on and they got there's so much untapped potential on this land i know that, you know, we're finding a little here and there, but we got to wait till we see the mass drop or whatever it is. You know, I'm not good at identifying stuff, and i you know, you can only learn so much. But I, I say throw that skill out there. If you got it, you could probably make. Yeah,
3: that. I I think it could be a thing. I'm going to um, like I said, I'm going to actually physically tag everything with metal tree tags that'll be permanent, and then I'll take photos as we go. And I've got a mm-hmm. an app on my phone that will actually. Uh, give the GPS coordinates of each photo and then I can um, put all that into a Google doc that the realtor can share with any potential buyers. And so it's like, not yeah. only is like this elderberry here, here's the coordinates do it as well so that you can find it again in January, you know? So yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just making a little value add. That's, that's got a lot of potential
0: in
1: my opinion man yeah i think so
0: i don't see how you couldn't that oh i love it that's great man and that i there's so much and you know those little fees that little bit of extra cost added to the sale of a house is is pennies but for you it could be good money you know that oh that's great yeah
3: yeah yeah and the market's raging around here
0: yeah yeah well everybody <laughs> wants to move south right or at least away from uh, <laughs> certain I, places yeah yeah
4: mm-hmm. for me
0: i i did a modification on my fence you know how you think when you build something you know exactly where you want everything to be and i yeah i know you never really do but so i built you know first project we did when we bought this house was a we, I, we fenced in the whole backyard to keep our stupid little chihuahuas in and <laughs> uh but i uh, when i built the fence i kept the man door of the garage out into the the back alley so every time i wanted to go in my garage i had to open the gate slide the gate open you know whatever right so it was a double so i finally decided that i was going to pull that whole end of the fence out and i fenced in the man door so now the man door is in my backyard so it gives me so now i can just walk right in my garage and out the garage door and i eliminated that gate altogether so it's one less thing to freeze up in the winter time and i made a removable panel so we can get a skid steer in the backyard and all this had to happen in order for me to do the rest of my summer job. So, <laughs> so it's coming. It's, I'm happy to have it done. Let's put it that way. Awesome. So we have, uh, yeah, for people who are tuned in this evening, we got a couple of new faces here. So Hawkins, why don't you introduce yourself? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so <laughs> Carrie Brown, I'm sure most everybody knows you guys, but why don't you tell us who you are, where you're from?
3: You know that kind of stuff yeah so i'm i'm carrie i'm in knoxville Tennessee. we've got a little homestead out here um on family property that's has been the family since the 30s and we're just out here uh, just taking care of it and improving it and i a little money doing uh doing uh basically what i call property evaluation and culture mindset and i do a little bit of handyman a little bit of property maintenance landscaping whatever you want to whatever you want to label that i'm very much operating in the the side hustle mindset if if i'm willing to do it and people are willing to pay what i would like to have for doing it then then i'll make it happen
0: you guys just had your first hip camp reservation too right
3: we did. We had some folks stay with us for one night on, uh, I think it was on Thursday night. And they, I just got the feedback from them today. It was very nice. They, uh, they had really fun things to say. They were cool directly from Australia. So they managed to get to Australia and they're doing just a van tour through the U.S. There might be
0: a little bit of. Feedback on your end, too, Carrie. I don't know what that is, but that's okay. It's still, I can still hear you, but there's just a little bit of something or other running around there. All right. No, it's okay. I'll go no, ahead. I'll check. The world. Just, now I'm going to make him paranoid. See, I'm good like that. Get the new guy <laughs> here and make him paranoid. So, how about you, Theseia? Uh, I've been following you for, I, I got to tell you, for people who don't know Theseia, she's got to be the single most persistent lady that I have ever seen. There are so many projects, but I don't want to spoil it. So tell us who you are, Thesia, where you're from, all that stuff.
2: Hi, I'm Thesia. I'm from northeast Oklahoma, out in the middle of nowhere. We're on a, a basically family land on a 40-acre plot. It used to be a strip mine for coal, and then basically they just bulldozed it. So we have a vineyard that we planted, I think, in 08. and when we were augering the ground to, to put the – grapevines in it we were coming up with uh grease rags and and uh, i find pipes and (laughs) i found a solenoid to an old vehicle and so i'm still working on doing topsoil uh i have uh turkeys and chickens and ducks and i just got a breeding trio of idaho pasture pigs and we bought a house a I, I keep saying I keep calling it a trailer house, but I'm trying to upgrade it's a mobile home. But we paid $2,500 for it, so now I'm trying to learn how to remodel a $2,500 mobile home. <laughs> I, I got a lot to learn. <laughs> You've been doing one hell of a job, though. Um, how, how's the
0: skirting going? I've seen you, <laughs> you had a hell of a time with that skirting, didn't
4: you?
2: Well, I, I still do. I've got to work on it some more. I, I, I uh, the wind is blowing from the south now on this on the small end of the uh, where it's closer to the ground. So when it starts coming back from the north again, I'm gonna to have to do some more work on it.
0: <laughs> That's all right. I mean, we've all we've all been there, haven't we? Chicken hawk, chicken hawk had a bit of a an issue not too long ago too, didn't you?
2: Uh, with, uh, with
1: the wind. Yeah, with the wind. Yeah, yep. Yeah, with wind and uh, some metal siding that was on yeah the, uh, the roof of the uh, the whole roof of our deck. It's like a 70 10, 10 by 70 foot deck or whatever but yeah we had some strong winds come through and just whoop, the whole roof went but that's all right i went back and i built it back better yes built it back better the real way, real way. <laughs> twice the boards, twice the screws and then ended up getting the the thicker metal for it
2: i may that's have good. to go with metal ours is vinyl i'm not worried about it right now though is because i'm also have just ripped out part of the bathroom And some of it's going to have to cut. I've got to replace some of the subflooring, so I might as well just bring it out where that's where the uh, siding is or the skirting is, and then I fix it for real. I hope after after I get it all back done. How many of these projects
0: have you done before you did these? Like almost every bit of this is something you did for the first time, ain't
2: it? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing, but I want I want to have a house, so I want to do it. Uh, yeah, I don't know what i I tested for the Air Force back way, way years ago, and they said you can be anything you want to be except a mechanic. <laughs> so yeah, does
0: that make you want to be a mechanic?
2: No, no, because I'm also old enough that I've I've pushed a lot of old cars, and I don't want to do that anymore either. 66 Chevy Impala, 72 Duster. You know, I pushed them all. <laughs>
0: Liberty said, and I never thought of this, but he said, skirting sucks. The party board makes a, a better long term solution. And if you've never seen that stuff, these, yeah, it's nice. It's, you know, about a quarter inch to half inch thick, and it's cement siding board. And it it would look real that, yeah. Oh, you could beat the hell out of that with a weed whipper and never worry about it.
2: Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm writing it down.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it would. He's right. I forgot all about that. And then while we're here, we had another
4: member of the Brady Bunch show
0: up. What are you up to, Nate?
4: No, not much. Just got uh, done doing an interview. So I figured I'd pop in here and say hi to everybody. How'd your interview go? Good, good. So it'll be. Right. Uh, and
0: when, when will that be going live?
4: Uh, a couple weeks. Okay. It was uh, with. Um, God, now I'm forgetting the name. Um, Mike Melissa, Rowe. No, it was Melissa, Nor- <laughs> Melissa Norris.
2: That's oh, okay. Oh, Melissa K. Norris from Northeastern. Yeah. Right.
4: Yeah, we
2: she's just got done cool. talking about her. Nice. So she's what's, enthusiastic, uh, isn't
4: she? <laughs> oh yeah, she's fun to talk to. There's a lot. Yeah. Of
2: fun.
0: So what's everybody got on the go recently? Uh, Nate, we got you. Uh, why don't you start? What uh, what projects you got? Because we like, I don't know if anybody noticed, but uh, now I know you guys won't get the snow quite as quick as we will. But you know, summer's going to end before we friggin' know it. <laughs> At least for me, anyway. So what, what do you got left you want to get done this summer before the shit goes all cold, Nate?
4: Well, we got our uh, meat birds we got to get done. We had 11 of those guys hanging out in the garage right now. Um, and then I need to get the shed done, get the rabbits moved in the shed. Still working on that. I, weekends have been crazy, so it's been a while since I've been able to get out there and finish the electric in there. But at least got it roughed in. I need to get from the uh, shed to the house, and then I'm pretty much done.
0: Nice. What about, you guys got a rabbit processing workshop coming up?
4: Uh, we only have six rabbits out there, and we have to count and see how many does and bucks we have, because we may be holding some of them back to okay. fill the cages. So we have the uh, chicken processing class this weekend. Oh, that's it. Chicken. Sorry. That's the one you guys are doing is chicken? Yep. That'll be uh, Sunday morning, 10 a.m.
0: Nice. Did you get a few people signed up for it?
4: Yeah, we got three three total
0: signed up. So. Man, that's Awesome. Anybody wants to know if it can be done, ask Nate and Aaron, they're doing it. So I like that. That's cool, man. And on a half acre. Yes. (laughs) And completely illegal. I mean, legally too. Yes. hundred (laughs) percent.
4: Don't ask. Don't tell.
0: No, I, I, the, I was, uh, I built a great big covered gazebo this summer and I had a a guy come by one day and he's like, you know, how, how, how was the permitting process for that? And I'm like, I'll let you know when I do it. So, (laughs) (laughs) How about you, Mr. Brown? What do you uh, What do you want to get done with the rest of your summer?
3: Oh, more than More than there's time to do, but uh, get in some permanent housing for the turkeys. We've got eleven heritage breed turkeys, so we'll be keeping them as breed stock. And that just means that I mean, I've been keeping them in a tractor overnight. Otherwise, during the day, they're pretty much roaming the farm. Otherwise. Uh, yeah, get their uh, get their winter housing set up and get some quail in the quail every every area. It's finished. I just need need them in there.
0: Have you ever made um comfrey salve before?
3: I just or use any? the plant. Yeah.
0: Okay, because yeah. I got comfrey this year for the first time, and I was just starting to dig around into looking at how to make it and i just wondered if anybody had any tips i was just thinking carrie brown seems to be the uh the the herbalist or the you know the herb specialist around here so
3: yeah Yeah, i just uh crush up and apply it
0: okay are you gonna say hawk
1: uh for your salve, it's just simple as taking a you know stuffing a bunch of it in like a crock pot Something that's kind of got a low, low heat with your oil or like Jack's been talking about doing that the pick with the pick lard, oh, yeah. I thought about doing my next batch of that. Uh, the other thing we did with it was, uh, you know, and then once you got it all, you let it soak for about 24 hours. and Basically, the heat just kind of helps draw that stuff out into the oil a little quicker. And then uh, you can add your beeswax, or whatever, to kind of make it, you know, solidify more. you got your little bit of a uh, paste out of it. Just the big thing is, just remember your, your beeswax is hot. When you add it, so add a little, let it cool, and then check and see. Because I, I, didn't think about it. And I added a lot to my first batch. I was like, man, that stuff's not getting thick at all. And then I realized, I was, yeah, it was hot, so it was melted. It's it like, happens. Yeah. And then by the but time we did with uh, some of that, we just took our oil and put it into like a mason jar. Mm-hmm. Well, I stuffed it full into a mason jar, and then I, you know, filled it up with oil, capped it put it in a, a cold, dark place for about six months. You're kind of getting the same thing, just one draws it out quicker than the other. Does it last quite a while in a jar? They say the the, the, the oil goes rancid. You know, you'll have that nasty smell. I've never had any go so rancid yet, as long as you keep the top on. Okay. That's so what they I say. But it, some of it has to do with, like, if you got like, humidity in your house, maybe, and all that kind of stuff. It's going to affect all that. But it it's super easy, and, and like Carrie said, you know, if you got it fresh... And there ain't nothing to it, just smushing it up some and putting it straight on the source.
4: Okay. I just want to make sure I right. do that with
1: uh, plantain and comfrey both. And she goes, because she got a bug bite that uh, we did with the uh, plantain. You know, I was like, hey, this is plantain. You take it, smush it up, put it on the bug bite. And she starts looking around. She's like, we got this stuff everywhere. I said, yeah, we do. She goes, we're really lucky. Yes, we are. She goes, we should t- give this to other people, too. Aww. I was like, that's exactly right. So, yeah, she's she's all, you know, getting her identifying that kind of stuff. But they say the, the plantain and the comfrey mix is supposed to be really good.
2: Okay. I'll get yeah. that. I put calendula in mine. And so, and I want to try it with beef, with the beef lard or with pork. But I do coconut oil, olive oil, and sweet almond oil with mine.
0: Holds. Up. Does it last quite a while Thesia, you see it for you?
2: Yeah, most of the time. Uh, I have trouble with eczema, so sometimes I can really go through it. Most of the time, I, but yeah, it lasts for, you know, a four-ounce jar will last you for months.
0: Yes, sir. And it'll, yeah. um, so you said with eczema, so does it just take that irritation out of it, or does it actually heal it too?
2: Uh, not mine. Mine is internal. I apparently have a lot of food allergies and, and other allergies, so uh, it just kind of keep an, uh, keeps mine under control with the next ex- ex- external part of it anyway okay
0: so how about you Theseia? then what do you what what, i'm sure you've got a thousand projects with your uh your your mobile home but what would you like to get done before i don't know do you get snow you don't get snow down there do you
2: not very we do get some you know and every once in a while we'll actually get a bunch like one time and i think in 2011 we got 44 inches but usually we might get zero to six inches each year but you never know where we are located I've got 39 Cornish crosses that I'm in the process of doing. I've got nine uh, broad-breasted bronze turkeys that are going to the processor in two weeks. I don't process my own birds. I, I have a, a wonderful Amish family up in Kansas that I take them up to. And I drop them off and, and I go back in a couple hours and they're done. So <laughs> I like that. But I know I do break them down. I get them home and I break them down to how I want them done. And uh, we say, oh, have y'all heard of, have y'all been listening to um, Jack Spearville talk about the breast chickens and stuff like that? I've got, I'm going to be getting 10 breasts here in, in September. we uh, am going to try them out. It's a, it's a, it's a dual purpose bird. It's, there's American breasts and then there's a, the, they're from France and they're supposed to be a really nice meat bird, but that also lays eggs and and uh, some something so you don't have to rely on the the hatcheries all the time. Oh, that'd
0: be nice. Yeah, you have to keep us posted on that. Because well, uh, yeah, I, I got I got to get the laws changed up here. Well, you know how it is anyway. Nate knows, but yeah. So it uh, I, I certainly wouldn't mind having a few birds again. Let's put it that way. Sometimes
3: yeah, and I got my, my
2: breeding trios together of my pigs. They they're just now old enough to breed, and I'm I'm watching keep watching and see if I'm gonna if they breed now. I'm gonna have piglets by Thanksgiving or so, but nothing, nothing yet.
0: <laughs> so you have some wiener pigs?
2: Uh, no, it's a breeding trio. It's okay. it's a male and two females, and they're the Idaho pasture pigs because I've got grass, and these guys eat grass, and and that was one of my ideas. They're a, they're a fairly docile breed. Thank God, because when they get out, they just come looking for you to come uh, oh. let them in. And um, unless my big dog is chasing them, and then I have to chase the big dog and ch- then chase the pigs and get them back in. But.
0: <laughs> I think you need to make a video of that next time you chase the dog and the dog chase the pigs. I- I'd love to
2: watch that. That'd be funny. It was well. It was the first day it rained too, and I had dropped my girl, my granddaughter, off to softball practice, and. I was really struggling to get these b- pigs back into their place, and I literally almost jumped in the car to go down the softball field, saying, "Girls, coach, get in the car. We're gonna go chase pigs." <laughs> but they finally they finally got back where they belong. And I was grateful.
0: <laughs> what do you, uh, if you don't mind me asking, what what do the Amish charge you a bird to to process? It
2: was pretty ch- for just the chickens. I think it's like two sixty five. Wow. Yeah. It, yeah, I don't get you can't get that good a deal anywhere else, uh, even here in Oklahoma. Yeah, uh, and they're clean, man. They're, I mean, I try to be clean, but they're clean and do. And they have the equipment. And it's like, thank you, I appreciate it. I'll see you in a couple of hours. You know, that's
0: so nice. Yeah, we we used to do a lot. We did seventy five or eighty a year for a few years, and I mean, we we never had a plucker or anything. And you try to do your best, but you just halfway through your are cussing. And you're thinking, man, it'd be nice if you could hire somebody to do that for you. That's cool. Yeah. Man, that's cheap. You can't beat two dollars and something to bird.
2: No, I think she does turkeys. She does it by weight. So like a turkey may cost like ten dollars, something like that. So you know, but it's okay. It's worth it to me. Yeah. How about you, Hawkins?
0: What do you got? Uh that you I haven't asked you that yet, have I? I don't think so. No.
1: No. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, my my biggest thing is. 'Cause I got I'm gonna I got quite a while till we get snow. Probably hopefully like four, four months, five months. But it's usually not till around November. But uh no, I want to get I got my rest of my lean to on the side of my building. I only got about twenty foot of it built that I did last year. So I'd like to get that and then I need to get some more goat fencing put up. You get these goats out. Uh they pretty much they're done with their pen, so they're on you know, pellet feed at this point. Okay. I'm just scared to let them out. You know, they're, they're not cheap these days, and if it runs away, I, I ain't catch, catching that thing. So, yeah, you know, just goat fencing, and then, uh, like I said, the lean-to. That way I got more in. You know, undercover storage and never have enough storage.
0: You ever notice that storage just seems to grow with the amount of stuff that you have? So it's like you, you yep. basically fill the space that you
1: have. Yep. Well, I've turned from buying stuff now to buying uh, stuff to put my stuff in. I know so I know when you really made that turn at that point, I'm like, all right, from now on, I'm only like organizing totes and think, you know, shelving, you know, get that. Cause I got so much stuff. I don't, you know, I don't know what I got and I got a lot of useful stuff. <laughs> we
0: went a few years back. I had a, an elderly guy called me and he said, Hey, I need you to come and help me organize. And he had a bunch of on the ground grain bins that he was using for storage. We would go through, he was, all he wanted us to do was just move shit. I mean, he was get he was old, he could do it, but he didn't want to anymore. So he hired us just to move it. We were going through and he had entire grain bins full of unopened stuff that he had bought. He just, he'd get deals on things, you know, and like full on surround sound stereo systems that had been in there for 10 years that he'd never touched. And just cases upon cases of ammo, everything. And it was just it was unreal. He's like, oh yeah, I bought that. He said, I got a good deal on that, and never bothered using it. He just, you know, whatever. It was storage to him.
1: There's a guy I follow that does a uh, tool deals. His name's Struggle Bill. He finds some really amazing tool, tool deals from Amazon yep. and all kinds of places. That's literally his job is to find tool deals, tell people, and get the affiliate marketing stuff. But uh, yeah, so I'll be I'll order stuff off of there, and I'll have it. It'll be in the box for six months. I had one of those uh, electric was it, electric ratchets. Oh yeah, 12 volt or whatever. Picked up, I think I paid 20 bucks maybe for it. It was off brand, two batteries or whatever. So it was in the box six months and I finally broke it out and used it. I was like, oh, this thing's awesome. Got a couple little mini hand tail chainsaws, 10-15 bucks. I didn't even used one yet. I gave one away as a gift though. So <laughs> they used it. But yeah, I I'll, a, I'll find all kinds of stuff like that. I got a brand
0: new streamlight, one of them little thin pen light flashlights. I bought that almost a year ago. That thing has set is still in the package. I haven't even pulled it out to test it yet. In
1: order, yeah, see Nate's yep, Nate knows. But nowadays, you've actually made money on that. You could probably sell it for double what you paid for it. Well, ain't that the truth, isn't it? The way everything, I mean, I found. Well, we were selling a bunch of our baby stuff because we're done, you know, having babies. So as the boy gets older, everything's going. And uh, my wife's actually sold some stuff for the same price she paid for it because the price of the new one has went up so much. That yeah that's that's insane and that's great so pack rats are finally winning
0: yes i ain't nothing wrong with it i seen a meme the other day it said i finally i finally found a bolt out of my pile that i could use that's been sitting there for 20 years too bad i needed three of them yeah so for us we've got what do we got i mean we've got a lot of things on the go but i i got a um, metal roof to put on my garage this summer that's still coming uh, i got a skid steer to get in my backyard to redo the sod and I'm going to teach myself how to do uh, concrete. Never done it before, so I'm going to run a, a, a walkway up the side of my house and around to the front. So, I mean, I've worked with concrete, but I've never done, you know, that kind of stuff before. So I figure best place to test, like always, is home. And then if I screw up, at least it wasn't on someone else's dime, right? So
1: I thought what, that was the other way around.
0: Oh, what's that? Oh, screw, it's, it's better to screw better up on
1: yeah, yeah, because you can't see it in your house.
0: Well, that's true, but then yeah, it hurts your reputation, okay. I guess, or I don't know. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting new tools because as I'm doing this stuff, I'll go, Tom, where's this tool? And he goes, well, I don't know, it's around here somewhere. It's like I'm not searching for it. I'm gonna go buy another one.
0: <laughs> What's your favorite tool, Thesia? What do you uh, use
2: most? You know for a long time, and this sounds really crazy, but my claw hammer, I used it for weeding it because we've got because our soil is so compact you can use a claw hammer and pull and it pulls the weeds out by the by the roots and and uh we've got crabgrass and it 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 takes it takes some work but i can get it out (laughs) what about uh cordless tools do you have a brand you use i'm doing dewalt i bought me i bought a kit that has the uh i don't know why it came with a flashlight who who uses a flashlight but i got it's got the saw and the sawzall and and, you know circular saw sawzall and uh the uh, it's not the regular, the kind that screw the screw. What's is, what's is that called? Impact, the, the impact driver. Yeah, yeah, it's got that too. So, and I've got a useless flashlight. So, uh,
0: they they put that in there so that they can say it's like a nine piece kit or whatever it is. I I don't. If anybody uses those flashlights, as great, but I I don't know. I yeah, it's just one of them. You know, here's a nine-piece kit and there's four tools you're going to use, but you can buy those nine tools for the same price you can buy four. It yeah,
2: moves. but if you a flashlight in the phone, I don't even need that. And and if, it, if I need hands, I got the ones with the flashlights you can wear on your head.
4: What are you going to say, Nate? If if you're using that flashlight in the kit, you're 50 to 70 years old. That's yeah.
2: The best thing. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'm going I'm going to be 60 in a couple of days. <laughs>
0: I um I had Co- Coast brand flashlights sent me a box of different flashlights and stuff. They sent me me and the girls did some urban exploring the other night, and we had a lot of fun. And so I needed some headlamps, and I took one. They sent me a headlamp that was over. It was I think, two uh, two thousand seventy five lumens. That thing will take the eyeballs right out of your face. And it's got now somebody. I'm sure one of you guys know the the battery, but it's it looks like. A double A battery on steroids. It's a little longer and almost as big around as maybe a C. Eighteen six
4: fifty.
0: Is it? I thought eighteen six fifties were just a little bit bigger than a double
4: A. It's it or maybe a twenty seven sixty. I'll have to. You know what? I'll I'll dig it out. I just you know what that big one is. Yeah. Yeah, because you can. So what it does, it has a.
0: Um, you can the place that fits in there. You can pull it out, and it has a slot that'll hold three AAA batteries instead. And they'll all slide up where the one battery was. And yeah, it's rechargeable. You can plug it in with a USB. And but all I can say is you don't want to look directly into it. And it, the heat that comes off it. Holy shit. Anyway, yeah, that's a whole other story for another day. But what about yo? Know, well, since I already asked these how yeah, about you, yeah, Hawkins? What's your go to uh battery setup for tools?
1: I just think you want someone to say it again. The wall. That's right, man. I just wanted to make sure. And I will say though, uh, those little uh, the little flashlight things like I never used them for years but if you need like a lantern kind of effect they work they would do work pretty good for that and then like I could see them they to me they're more handy under cars because you got yeah. the heavy battery on the bottom so they're, they're less like a knockover but I did want to point out you ever seen you've seen the the little pocket clip where it kind of goes down and curves back yeah you can kind of see that do you know what that can be used for? You're gonna tell me though, and you're gonna blow my mind. You put it on your hat. Oh! And now you got a headlamp with your hat. Somebody showed me that. I was like, "That is freaking genius."
0: I didn't know know,
1: you're bringing up about the headlamps and stuff, but I didn't know if you'd ever noticed that. I didn't know that. That is genius. Now, if I ever wore a hat, that'd be all. I'd be all set. All right. Well, that's yeah. I wear a hat, or. I can't not wear a hat.
0: But. I'm good, though, because I, like even when it's pitch dark, the glare off my bald head is enough. That's why I don't wear a hat. I'm just like, I'm good. There you go, Nate. How about I you? can't Carey? wear a hat.
2: Can't. How come, Thesea? Because I got too much hair in it. It just flies <laughs> up, and then, they, and then it blows away, and I spend more time chasing the hat than I do wearing it.
0: That's my problem, too. My hair gets in the it's way constantly. I hate that awful. How about you, Mr. Brown? What's your go-to uh, cordless choice, uh, choice of tools?
3: Yeah, I've, we've gone with the DeWalt platform, too. Uh, they've just been so stinking reliable, and they put up with my abuse. Um, I did begin to discover the upper limit of what the impact driver can do when we were building that deck a couple of weeks back. Um, yes. Running, uh, running in lag bolts. It got mighty hot, <laughs> it, got, it got pretty hot, and uh, we ended up, we had extra tools with us, so we would just set one aside, let it cool, rotate in another one so nobody was burning up their tools, but um, yeah, I mean, we were tying together two 2x12s two into the post with, oh. with the 8-inch lag bolt, so we didn't want that thing to go anywhere.
0: You try any mm. of them? I haven't used them yet. I see them on a lot of the YouTube channels, but the the long they look like a long deck screw. They're a little bit thicker, and they take a torx torx head or whatever. And apparently, they're mm-hmm. as good
1: or better. You try them, Hawk? At all or anybody? That's what I use in my deck. What do you if think? I, if I'm catching with saying, it's just like a instead of the big thick like you know quarter inch, half inch lag bolt. It's just a little like you said about the size of the screw. I think the steel is supposed to be harder or something with it. I'm not sure, but that's what I used to put the whole deck together. And, I mean, I haven't, I haven't fallen apart yet. So <laughs> and they got uh, little they got, slashes. For, uh, I think they were rated for like a three-quarter inch uh, lag bolt, to, you know, the, as far as the rating on them.
0: Jeez. Okay.
1: So, it did, yeah. yeah they did great. I don't want to try them. I got that And they, they were a lot more convenient and easier.
0: Did uh did you find they drove easier than a lag bolt too or not?
1: Yeah, because well they weren't as thick, so they just kind of w- you know went in a lot of easier and stuff. And but like Carrie was saying, you know, I yeah you driving anything very many of those. I don't I don't I think any tool set would do. You know, be heating up on it, so that's not yeah. easy work.
3: Yeah, we used some of those Torx uh, wood screws when we assembled the solar array, so they're actually. I want to say we used them to anchor part of the A-frame to the uprights. and Yeah. I mean, they just, they bite in real easy, and we were coming in, like, it was tall enough that somebody's up on the ladder driving it down, and it it was so much better than having to wrench on a lag bolt.
0: I got to try them. I keep, every time I go to Rona, which is the hardware store just out of town, I look at them, I think, I got to give them a shot. I'm just kind of an old man stuck in his ways sometimes but yeah i i tell you anytime even just driving like four inch screws if you put enough of them long you know you just keep zip 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 eventually you get that so hot you don't want to touch it but it holds mm-hmm. up how about nate so I, i'm doing this on purpose since the four of us but what's nate's go to he's gonna All really right know. so
4: before i answer this i want you guys to answer me one question how old is your oldest Milwaukee tool you use every, or not Milwaukee, your oldest DeWalt tool that you use every day? Mine? Every day, I three years.
1: It every, I, I don't use it every day, but I got a, a one that I got from Iraq when I was overseas in 2011, I think it was. And it had been used and abused by many soldiers before I brought it home with me. So that's what sold me on DeWalt. Okay. Is that is that still – I was just going to ask
0: uh, Hawkins right quick. Is that the pillar-style battery, or is that the slide-on from 2011? Yeah.
1: yeah, that was the original one, and I ended up getting the little uh, adapter so I could use my 20 volts on it. But, yeah, that, that, I brought that home, and like I said, it, it's, it's been a champ still. It's a, I mean, it's a big big drill. but Here's
0: something, Nate, that people don't know a lot about me, but up until three and a half years ago, the only cordless tools I had were a couple of Milwaukee's. And my daughter now has those. So, all my, yeah, I know. My, my oldest Dewalt is just over three years old. So, all right.
3: How about DC? you,
0: Carrie? Okay. Yeah.
3: Uh, I guess we're on two or three years. I think I bought most of that set in 2020.
4: Okay. These, yeah, how about you? Six months.
2: Okay. That's <laughs> all right. Like I said, I'm just starting
4: <laughs> for you. All right. So, my oldest Milwaukee tool. Which I only buy Milwaukee because I like red and black, is 10 years old. And I drill daily inch and a quarter holes in 316 steel. With his
0: DeWalt drill, of course. No, I mean, with
4: the Milwaukee <laughs> brushless because that's the only thing to buy is brushless. Yeah. Because the non brush tool or the brushed tools do not last more than six months. So spend the money, buy the brushless, and they will last. But yes, I am I'll be the odd one out. I'm Milwaukee all the way. I've had that those drills for eight, ten years.
0: So. I gotta say, I got one of them, the new ultra compact uh DeWalt's, you know, the, the they're about three and a half inches from front to back for an impact driver. I that blows me away at how much power that thing has got. That's all over. I bought the Atomic Brushless a couple of years ago for DeWalt. And to be honest, I was a little disappointed. It just didn't quite have the power that the brushed one had. And I was hoping it would. But this one, oh man, I could go all day with that. It's, yeah, it's that with the little, what do they call them? The power stack batteries. That's been a big combination for me. So, what, uh, let's see, homesteading projects. What's uh, anybody learning anything good lately? To get all quiet i well for me it's i'll start i've we, we hawkins is the one i had him on my show a while back and you're the one that got me started in the solar and you you when we had the solar show uh hawkins i ordered that night one of them uh you know the little i don't know what you want to call them, little lcd readouts or whatever for you know yeah it still it's lost in the somewhere yeah i am so i'm i gotta order another one
1: but <laughs> <laughs> I got one. I, I got one. I ordered a long time ago. Sitting on the shelf over there, I haven't got out of the box yet. I. Know. It. It is what it is, right? So, I. I'm looking. I've been
0: running my Dewalt batteries, 100 charging off my solar system all summer, and, uh, you know, I've. I've got four. I think it's Group 27 deep cycle batteries and two 100 watt solar panels, and I've never run out yet. It's. Uh, I've been impressed with it so far, and Nate. Yeah, Nate. See, everybody's just. Yeah, that's,
1: that's <laughs> the same <laughs> that's little monitor. The little,
4: mate. That's the little monitor. I got it from off of your, your suggestion, Hawkins, and it works great. Oh, cool.
1: Yeah, I, I love those little guys. I mean, they just – it gives you the information you want, and you can put them – depending on where you put them, you can see you know, the outflow of the battery, the inflow from the solar. Like, just – yeah. Yep. It, it, yeah, they're, they're fun. And they're not that expensive. I think like $13, $15 bucks maybe a piece. Yeah, I don't even know if it was that much,
0: to be honest. The biggest part for me was the carrier pigeons up here in uh, Canada. They, they get bogged down in the ice, so it costs a little more to have it shipped. That's all. But, well, you uh, got to
4: pay off the government up there, too. Oh, so my they, God, they, yes. It's they need their cut as well.
0: Yes, yeah, I, I just bought a man purse. It's like some camo bag, you know, like a shoulder bag that I can take when we go shopping. And, uh, like, you know, back over my shoulder whatever. And it took, like, it came from the States. It took, like, four weeks to get here. And I ended up paying like I don't know, it was $20 some dollar shipping and another 20 bucks duty on it. Pretty much doubled the price by the time it got across the border. So you should have got SOE. Well, so <laughs> I, I did no and this is no slam at all. I, I just bought a wallet from, from John and I friggin' love it. That oh, yeah. thing, I think I could tow a truck with it. Yeah. And through no fault of his own at all, but the shipping to Canada was twenty or thirty bucks mm-hmm. and then By the time you figure in the exchange rate and the duty, I paid almost $100 for that wallet. Now, it was worth every friggin' penny for that. You know, I'm not, it's nothing on him. I knew what I was going to pay, but I wanted to support a guy I wanted to support. But it's tough. Like I'm telling you, living in Canada for that
4: shit sucks. But that's a whole other story. So, uh, quick little tangent. Yes. John's belts, his EDC uh, Cobra buckle belts will lift a main battle tank like an, an abrams m1a are you that. serious the, uh, yes abrams m1 tank it will lift the front end off the ground they have done it there is a youtube video out there of them doing it oh you you
0: can tell i mean i i i, I got that wallet out and i'm like yeah i just grabbed it and pulled i just wanted to see and it, mm-hmm. it blew me away i would, I mean, double-stitched, the material's beautiful. It was worth every penny. And if it lasts as long as I figure it will, there you go. That's SOE. <laughs> I got, uh, yeah, I, I like it because it's got a spot for a tactical patch on it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, he, I mean, he makes good stuff. Or, well, they make, you know, it's incredible.
4: Well, you have to go shopping when you're down there next time. Oh, maybe I'm going to. Yeah, yeah. Then maybe I can you can just... sneak it across the board without paying duty on it.
0: Well, you know, and I the thing is if I'm in the States, I can spend eight hundred dollars and bring it back with me duty free. So I'm you know, that that's a lot of stuff to take back on a plane. I still that's can't get a harbor do freight there. generator.
4: What's that? That's not hard to do down there. <laughs> no, no.
0: But I, I really wanted to take a harbor freight generator back in my carry-on bag too, but it ain't gonna happen yet.
2: So yeah. How far north of the border are you? Do you live?
0: Uh as a crow flight. Well, about five hours so it's not bad. I got a, I got a mail box in Sweetgrass, Montana right now. So yeah, which is pretty cool. And uh, so they'll like, so when companies want to ship me stuff, so a company the other day wanted to send me one of them knockoff nine amp hour DeWalt batteries. So it came there. It was free. It's about a $90 battery by the time I had it brought across the border and up to me in Edmonton cost me about 25 bucks. So, you know, for a $90 battery, 25 bucks to get it up here. I was happy with that. But once it starts getting busy, I'm going to just take one, once a month,
2: take a drive down and pick it all up. I've been to Sweetgrass. It's funny. that, that That's a little bitty. It was back in 83. There was a little bitty place. I don't know what it is now. But when, I, when I, I lived in Alaska and we drove down the Alcan and came through Edmonton and came into Sweetgrass, Montana, and Canada was beautiful. I loved it. But for some reason, it's like, Oh, I don't care how little this town is. I'm so glad to be back in America.
0: <laughs> yeah, sweet grass is still an itty bitty little town, but it's you know, it's not bad. I I enjoy it. We 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 try to get down, well, you know, the last couple of years we haven't been able to go across the border for a while, you know, but
2: now we can again. The place we stayed, the motel room was above a bar. <laughs> and the bathroom was down the hall.
0: <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm gonna to have to do some shopping at SOE when I'm down there. That'll be kind of fun. I'm looking forward to that. So, and Hawkins, did I see your, you and your missus are gonna be at Self Reliance? Is that right?
1: Yeah, she wants to say hi real oh, quick. Wow, <laughs> howdy, missus. Hi. But yeah, she'll, she'll be down there. I was gonna. I was wondering if he was gonna have that stuff available, which I, I know he doesn't hate money, so I was pretty sure he would. He will, won't he, Nate? He'll have stuff for sale if there's anything available, or.
4: Yeah, usually what he'll do is he'll make like one or two extra from a batch and hide it just for that reason. Okay. So he, he knows he's got something coming up. I will tell you, if you guys get in there on Friday, go shopping Friday because that's when I would go shopping. So like when Aaron and I drove down there last time, we hit up the store Friday night as soon as we got into town and bought what we wanted to because that's when he's going to have the most stuff. The next time is going to be Saturday morning, first thing before anybody shows up. The second, those doors open, get in there and buy your stuff.
0: Okay. Uh, Aaron says his live stream today said that they're making stuff now for SRF. So they, between him and Nicole, they figure, I don't know, depending on whose estimates you listen to, but somewhere between 600 and 1,000 people at this next one. So, mm-hmm. Yep.
4: Yeah, unfortunately, we're not yeah. going to make this one, so we're going to sit this one out.
0: That's okay. Hawkins, when's your wife going to start her own YouTube channel now that you're getting her on uh, video with you?
1: That was probably the extent of it. Okay. (laughs) But, yeah. There she is. I've got her in a couple videos. (laughs) We'll see. That's why I'm dragging her down there to this one because, you know, you said your wife had a great time and met some people. and Do what I can. I'm I'm passing up going to Jacks this year, though. So it was a trade-off. It's all right.
0: Well, if you and the Mrs. ever want to come on the show with me and Becky, that'd be a lot of fun. I'd like that. Maybe for you. You need your <laughs> – oh, come on now. How about you, Carrie Brown? You have been learning anything new lately?
3: Uh, actually, yeah. So um, I've been running the same uh, chainsaw. I've got the little – echo the cs310 that's the 14 inch bar that was really the first um gas powered tool that i ever became really proficient with which was kind of a big deal for me so i've had it for probably more than 14 years now Mm -hmm. and i noticed a couple of days ago that i could not the the chain would no longer hold tension and when i would adjust the tensioner screw you could feel those little gears skipping so took it apart Of course it was gummed up and nasty and once I cleaned everything out where I could see got in there and could identify like two little teeth that had sheared off on one of the gears so I ordered the new kit 20 bucks like not the worst thing in the world and uh, that came today so I'll be putting that in so that's just kind of a little detail oriented thing It's, it's it's crazy how it's just the tiniest little mechanism that helps hold you know tension on that bar and on that chain uh, so I'm actually looking forward to changing that out because I like problems where I can clearly see the issue. Um, so that's why it's, that's kind of a, to me, that's a, that's a, that's a soothing thing to work on. Unlike technical things, unlike computers or anything of that sort. So yeah, I'll get the, uh, get the saw back in service. And then probably sometime this weekend, dad and I are just going to do a little bit of, uh, small engine maintenance. We were given a couple of kind of subpar, uh, you know, two cycle tools. And so we're going to kind of do the carb cleaning and see if we can get stuff in service to mostly to swap out. We're having our surplus swap with, with some other people this weekend. So just getting some tools in service to see if we can get them in the hands of people who would like to have them.
0: So where do you start with that when you're uh, servicing a two stroke or any gas powered engine like that?
3: Um, well, I used to start by throwing it across the yard. Um, these days I try to start by getting it clean enough that I can see what the issue is and, you know, addressing, you know, is it the air filter? Is the carb gummed up? Um, oh, interestingly with the saw, one of the issues I kept running into aside from the chain tensioner, cause you know, nothing, it's never just one thing frustrating you at a time. It's multiple <laughs> things all of a sudden and all of a sudden the the chain would not spin on the bar i'd take the bar off take the chain off sprockets fine sprockets spinning brake works all that's good put the bar back on chain no spin and i discovered that the little um guide the little thing the guide at the end of the bar that helps the chain turn uh was mucked up i had messed it up on the last job because i was cutting Wood, you talk about carry will do anything for money. I was cutting up logs in a lake against like oh. a, a rock bed, clearing out from underneath this guy's deck, like all this driftwood that had collected underneath this deck and this dock. And uh, anyway, so at some point, I must have barked the bar and bent it just enough that it couldn't spin. Fortunately, I had a spare bar in reserve. I don't know if this one can be salvaged. It looks pretty bad. I'm going to try, and then maybe it'll just be a junk bar for. You know when we're doing things we shouldn't do, like running it into the dirt or whatever. Uh, so yeah, like just I try to get to where I can actually see the problem instead of guessing. See the problem, clean it up, look at the air filter, try fresh gas, and uh, you know if all else fails, go for the carb cleaner, and uh, and hope for the best.
0: Do you ever take a carburetor apart and put a new kit in it ever?
3: I haven't had to do that yet on anything. Um, I'm sure I'm overdue, and Dad is to the point, like, he's not crazy about doing that kind of stuff, but he's really good at showing you how, so, uh, and uh, I think I'm going to see if he wants to talk me through it, and we can kind of disassemble everything, and he can remind me, okay, this is this component, this is that component. Um, I've learned from him to be methodical, like, have your parts tray where you're going to put everything, and... Mm-hmm. Um, You know, we have a lot of gravel up here and the the first rule of being on the hill is don't work in the gravel if you can help it. And definitely don't set a bolt or a nut down in the gravel because you'll never find it again. So, uh, you know, get your cardboard out, get your blanket out to sit on if you have to. And we keep lots of little, uh, you know, sour cream containers to collect stuff in while we work on things.
0: Nice. Yeah, I like that. most of that stuff I've learned over the years has just been out of, I always joke, but abject poverty. You know, I, I was too broke to afford to buy a new one, so I had to learn how to rebuild a carburetor, and I had to learn how to fix every little piece of gas-powered equipment under the sun. And like you said, Kerry, just take your time and pull things apart. Pay attention to where you're pulling them apart, right?
3: That's yeah, the big take thing. pictures as you go.
0: Mm, no excuse nowadays, is there? We've got a camera everywhere no. we go. yeah. How about you, Nate? You
4: ever frig around with
0: uh, yeah, gas-powered yeah. gear?
4: So I, ha- I have a Ryobi. It's like a 12-inch, 14-inch saw that I bought. I bought it for like $50. bucks. 2 stroke 50 to one. It has had the same tank of two-stroke fuel in it for two years. Mm-hmm. I only use it to cut like maybe two, three branches a year that come down. So it's still got the same original gas in it and it will start on two poles. Guaranteed. Oh.
0: I was going to say, you, you are a candidate for a
4: battery-powered saw, if I've ever heard of one. <laughs> I don't like battery-powered stuff. Give me gas-powered all, all the time. So. I got to tell oh man, I,
0: I like my 60-volt DeWalt chainsaw. What about you, Hawkins? You still happy with your 20-volt DeWalt chainsaw? Because of all my lawn oh. gear that I have that's DeWalt, the one I like the least is the chainsaw. But I think I try to use it for more than I should,
1: you know? The only bad part about that chainsaw is where it leaks all the, the mm. bar oil out. But other than there. that, as far as just slapping, slapping it on there and going to cut a branch or two here and there, I mean, you, that's, that's amazing because my old chainsaw, you know, I'd have to pull on it, do a little plunger thing, spray it with some starter fluid, just... All kinds of crap because you know I'd only use it once a, once a year or every three four months and mine ain't that good where it can just sit with the same thing of gas <laughs> and start that easy.
0: But Is that, there everybody know, that, cussing involved?
1: And, oh, the weed eater too. I mean the, that the battery powered weed eater like, that's just amazing. I mean no more. I, I messed with weed eaters for years and years. I even got to where uh, you ever seen where they had the? It was a four, was a four cycle weed yeah. eater, so it took regular gas. But it actually had like a little starter you could buy for the back of it where you stuck it in the back and had the little – I had one of those, and then I broke – all of them broke, even that one. So <laughs> this little – my little DeWalt one, I mean, I, I love it. It doesn't have, yeah, as much power. I can't put the metal blades on there and stuff like I did the other ones, but I'll take it.
0: I, I've killed two of the 20-volt DeWalt trimmers, but, I, man, I'm telling you, that 60-volt that I got, the um... – the one you can take apart. It's got the quick connect for the other attachments. That thing, uh, I'll use that all day long. That is, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm telling you. You just pick it up, push the button, and it starts every single time. I, I'll i never go through. I remember three summers ago when that friggin' I got a, um, a still chainsaw that I've had for years. And I went and I cut a whole tree down, worked beautifully, set that thing down, went to the next job, and I pulled and pulled and pulled. Like, oh. I did some cussing. I was done. That day, I swore <laughs> off friggin' gas-powered chainsaws. I was done, but yeah. Well,
4: I, I was having that problem with my generator. So mm. I, I posted a picture in your telegram, Tim, that I started my generator up for the first time in a year. Yep. It took me 45 minutes to get that thing running. Oh, Nate. It's okay. Full, full tank of fuel with stable, nothing in the carburetor because I always shut the fuel off and let it run out. And then I store it away. So I go, you know, I pull it out as I'm cleaning out the garage because we're getting ready to process these chickens. So I'm getting stuff cleaned up. I go to pull it out. I'm pulling on that pull start. I got the choke pulled. I got, you know, I'm messing with that forever. And I'm like, this thing is not going. I'm like, I don't have any carb cleaner here. I don't have anything. I really don't want to run to the store. So I, you know, Left the gas on, walked away for about twenty minutes. Came back, three pulls, fired right up. So Did you flood if, it?
0: Do you think? Probably, yeah. That's all right. It is what it is. I, you know what, like that's a good experience though. I bet mm-hmm. you started a little more often now. You think?
4: Yeah, and I, well, I, I leave it full so Aaron will be able to start it because it's yeah. always been an easy generator for us to start. And this is just the first time. It's like, holy cow! I need to. Pull it out a little bit more often than once a year to start it up. Do you, so, does Aaron. I'm just wondering when they're coming out with a battery powered
1: generator. Because that would be. When nice.
4: hell freezes over. Or when you move to California.
1: Hey, I check out TikTok. Say, I've seen a guy who charged his battery with the inverter that was running off of the battery and he says it works.
0: Uh, hey, whatever. Yep. Well, you know. I, <laughs> I told him it
4: looked
1: like government work to me Mm
4: -hmm.
0: it it sounds like government work too although they yeah is Aaron good at starting the generator Nate or have you she's not learned how to do it yet so we're going to work on that the Um, reason I ask is because that was something that Becky had never ever done before ever Yeah. and so about a month ago when it was time for my um, you know every two month every three month run of the generator I had Becky do everything, and it, it didn't work flawlessly, I'll tell you that. It was, you know, it. There, she wouldn't have got it running if she was there by herself that time. So I'm going yeah. to keep getting her every couple of months to try it, because that's why I was wondering, what, what about you, Hawkins? You, you got a generator, and does the missus know how to run it at all or no? Uh,
1: I've showed her. Okay. And she might be watching the live show, so i got to be careful. But uh, Yes, I've showed her, but ours is a push button battery powered so basically you just gotta turn it to start push the button it starts turn it off and then flip the breaker and i with the building the garage here actually i already have i have it grounded it's out in the tent that it stays in beside all the fuel and stuff and then it actually i already have the extension cords ran into the garage so i can run and may or may not be able to hook it up and run the whole garage
0: (laughs) and go from there Chris says when he was up to my place. Yeah, I it's him... a
1: 6,500 oh. watts. Okay.
0: Yeah, Chris, I let Chris play with the DeWalt yeah. saw when he was up here and oh, almost changed yeah. his mind. They, they're, they're something else.
4: Yeah, well, The main reason I have the solar system and the battery bank down here is for little stuff. If, if we're going to be out of power for a couple hours and she needs some lights, she knows how to come down here and turn all this stuff on and plug some lights in. Yeah, yeah. So that way, she doesn't have to pull the generator out. She can plug in the crock pot and cook dinner. So it's it's more than enough to have that. If if it's extended period, I'm going to be home in enough time to start the generator up for her. I like that,
0: Nate. That frig, I never. That's almost yeah. Because a a couple of battery packs or battery banks, or whatever, would be enough to get whatever whoever our significant others were over the hump until we could get home anyway. In most instances, right? Yeah. Yeah,
4: I mean, it it ran the Crock-Pot for four hours and still had plenty of battery left. So, you know, it'll do it. It'll run a microwave, no problem.
0: How about you, Mr. Brown? I see you're in the shadows there now. You guys got a generator there?
3: (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's essential since we're, you know, we're off the grid with Solar Array. Um, We've got, uh, we've actually got the Predator brand. I think it's the, I think it's the 6,500 watt. It's the biggest one they make. And uh it's been it's been really reliable. Um sometimes the electric start can be finicky, so uh I don't rely on it. It's I think the starter motor gets a little little hung up sometimes. So I've gone over it with Angel and she knows how to pull start it. It generally will start on the second pull. Um and it gets used frequently enough that we don't have to worry about it being um you know getting gummed up and that sort of thing. So, uh, and of course I always try to make sure like if I'm going to be away for, you know, an overnight or two nights for, for whatever reason that I leave with the batteries full and, you know, and then again, she knows, you know, she knows how to start it. And if for some reason it just, it turns out to be stubborn in all likelihood, you know, my brother's going to be here or dad's going to be here and somebody can assist her with it. But This house can run for three to four days um, just on the batteries alone, if need be. Hmm. So, and I'm, you know, never away longer than that. So we're kind of set up for that kind of three to four day window before we start needing to get a little bit creative.
0: Man, three to four days, that's, I I don't want to jinx it, but I mean, what did did I read? I think the average power outage in North America is four hours long. So, you know, you're set up to to more than exceed that. So, oh, that's good yeah how about you Theseia? do you guys have any have you uh,
2: got any backup power options there yet at all not yet no you were talking about being out of power we had a pretty bad ice storm here a few years ago and our neighbors out in mill they went well we lived in town we went without electricity for a week it was a year that we got the 44 inches of snow and then Ooh. and uh, so and we went out i think that was when we had the ice storm too i don't know we have a few ice storms but our neighbors went without for like oh three weeks without power, so we used to have a generator. We need to get another one, and uh, I and I want to. I want to get a, a wood stove for this place too. Nice. Anybody? Yeah. So, what do
0: you, um, you give any thought to a wood stove for the mobile home yet at all, or have you looked
2: around? Yeah, I mean, we're basic. I mean, I've got a I've got a propane uh, tank outside, a five hundred gallon one. But the only thing that runs is my cook stove. Anything else is electric, so I don't want to have to rely on that for heat, and I want I want to have a wood stove, you know, just to just just for the heat if the, if I need it.
0: Man, when when you're ready to get a generator, if you've got a 500 pound propane tank there, I think you'd be a real good candidate for a propane power generator. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, that work. Yeah. And you never have to worry about fuel storage or your gas going old, and they start like a bugger. They're great. They're yeah, yeah, might be something to look at, even. Sometimes don't
2: doesn't Harbor Freight have some propane ones, or am I? I've seen the tri fuel ones. Would that work? Do they do propane, gas, mm-hmm. and I can do the other one with? Or do I need to stick with just propane? No, you
0: whew, two is one, one is none, three is a guarantee. So if you got three different types of fuel, you can run. You're all set. I mean, it's great. Rely on your propane, but you know, if things go sideways, you can uh, run it. Well, you you probably do you have natural gas where you live, or no?
2: No, no. Uh, because because of where our our property is, the reclaimed coal pits, the natural gas is ends at a mile on each side of us. I can't get I can't uh, I can't get regular uh, Internet here. It, it stops just to the south of us and the natural gas stops just to the north of us.
0: <laughs> I get it. We, I forgot, when we lived in Saskatchewan, there was a lot of little towns in uh, reclaimed coal pits like that as well. It was a pretty common thing. I, I remember you just go down, it was almost like where they followed the vein, and they just left it. And either side of the town was just kind of hills where the where the where they never put the dirt back, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm working on trees now. Most of them are crap trees, but I don't care, a tree's a tree, you know? Uh, we've, we've got a lot of black locusts, and I don't even know what else some of them are. But the topsoil is bad enough that we've, I think we've planted like 300 trees on this property and uh, it, they just don't thrive here at all. Probably pretty,
0: there. pretty acidic, is it from the old coal and everything? Or, I don't know, or I haven't
2: it- got tested, but it's just, you know, uh, you, are you familiar with the woody beds? It's not like, it's not like a hoogle, hoogle mound. It's not above ground. I dug a hole and put wood in it and, mm-hmm. and I can only go like 18 inches and it's solid. Oh. And I can't dig any deeper than that, so it's it just not good stuff yet.
0: What about you, Hawkins? You did a video last year on installing your wood stove, didn't you?
1: Yeah, it's actually one of one of my better videos. I make uh, the most money on, <laughs> on my YouTube. Man. But uh, yeah. but yeah, just well, because if you look around, there's nowhere, no one either. No one does it, or no one wants to put up the information that does it. As far as just putting a hole through the side of a building. And running an insulated pipe through it i don't understand it but but yeah that that thing made a huge difference because and i've been looking at putting one in the our house just for that you know even if it just sat there 90 percent of the time just for that backup purpose because you can't beat you know having a wood stove and i mean it we kept this garage above freezing pretty much all winter on i think i ended two two ricks maybe three ricks of wood Okay. And last year I had my shoulder, you know, my shoulder was messed up. So I had my shoulder surgery and all that last winter. So this year, though, you know, I'll be cutting it on myself because Rick of Woods, like $70, $80, which I mean, so that, you you know, you can burn through it pretty quick if you don't have the most efficient one. Yep. That is but, one thing about the new
0: EPA stoves. I mean, you can't, you can't begrudge how friggin', uh you know, efficient they are. Something like 90, 95% with those reburners where they burn the, the uh, the smoke that goes out in them too. They're they're pretty. Yeah. Anyway, they're they're all right. Mm-hmm. What about you, Nate? You guys got any wood heated all there or no?
4: No, it's something we've been looking into, but the way this house is built, there's no real good place to put one in, unless it goes in the center of the house, and uh, even at that, I don't know how to tap into the old, uh, the old uh, what is it, the chimney? chimney. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the chimney is actually—I don't know if you can see it. It's uh, the brick that's back there.
0: Okay. Yeah, I can see
4: it. That's the old chimney for the old heater.
0: So yeah, that makes yeah, it's tough, and no, it's not—it's not ideal for everybody, you know. I, yeah. I I tried to I tried to talk Becky into letting me put a wood stove in the living room, and well, you know. What, what mama wants mama gets so now instead I got a wood stove that I'm putting in my garage so it's it, it, at least we've got it and I guess worst case scenario we could sleep in the garage for a few nights
1: yeah yeah uh, that was actually what I said here because I got the solar system already set up out in the garage I got the you know the wood stove in the garage you know because the house needs to be the code the, the garage is what I make it yes yeah. uh, love it but I was instead have you looked at furnaces too where you have like an outside furnace and it just pipes in like the hot water my father-in-law just got a new one put in and i mean it's very efficient and this thing will hold i mean he can load it up and it'd probably be good for two or three days and it just it does the hot water with the boiler and it runs a line underground for like 30 feet to their actual uh furnace unit and then it blows you know hot water across like a radiator air across the radiator and blows it into the house
0: they they so, were big I on the they got all coast. kinds of
1: cool options for wood they,
0: they were called a wood
1: doctor I don't know what the biggest the brand thing is if you got your own I was gonna say the biggest thing is if you got wood on your own property that utilize it if you're buying it it don't really make sense
0: the thing about wood though is i don't know depending on where you are you can scrounge a lot too you know if you're like our our landfill has a ton of wood that they just they end up burning most of the time anyway. Or, you know, put on Craigslist or, uh, you know, Facebook Marketplace, I'm willing to come and cut wood down for you or haul brush away. Like, I mean, I I know my business is my business, but I I, I pick up a fair bit of firewood in the run of a summer too. Just, you know, thick limbs and branches and trees I got cut down. So you you can do it. But yeah, it it is. If you got to buy, especially nowadays, you got to buy firewood, even if you're, I don't even if you're buying it in 16 or eight foot lengths and you're chunking it yourself, it's still not cheap.
1: Yeah, but now you brought up a good point there, though. If you if you look around, you'll all the time, especially after a storm. Oh, mm. this tree blew down. Does anybody want to come? You know, get the wood or cut it up or whatever. You can you can you could easily, if with some effort, supply yourself with a year worth of wood just going taking other people's trees.
4: That's you know, all my wood on are gonna have to pay
1: somebody to come get.
4: What's that, Nate? That's all my wood on my yeah. wood racks and right some now. People can tell you trees head. that have fallen down in the neighborhood they're
1: great.
0: I, you know what? I, a couple of years ago, I had a a rental. I look after had a great big, probably I bet you it was 10, 12 inch diameter pine tree that fell down over the power lines. They came and disconnected the power lines. I cut the tree up, loaded it on my truck and I had the firewood sold before I got back to town. That don't (laughs) happen all the time, but that was pretty, I was pretty proud of that got paid to cut the tree up and then got paid to sell it on the other end. Never had to get rid of it. Nice. Well, I don't know, guys. We've been an hour and ten. Um, anybody got any know, closing thoughts or anything else you want to chat about before we call her an evening?
3: Hey, I'm just glad to be here. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to chatting with you guys as often as we can get together.
0: Your picture changed, Carrie. You, you look a little pale, buddy.
3: <laughs> yeah, I dropped that camera. I don't have the best cell connection right now, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tinker a little bit with uh, a little bit better better connection um probably being in the metal building is is the yeah. issue so i'll forward audio's, with that
0: audio crystal clear now that's
1: good good deal
0: we also saved so much oh yeah yeah aaron says we saved so much money when we had trees trimmed and kept the wood
4: yep so a little bit backstory of that one we have eight trees on our property and we had to have them trimmed at 300 bucks a piece was to have somebody come in and trim them for $300. Wow. It would have been $900 had they removed the wood as well per tree. Oh, my God. That's insane. So we kept the wood, and we – I mean, it took us all summer to cut it all up and stack it up, but that we saved a ton of money doing that.
0: I, I tell you, I've wanted to buy a wood chipper for a few years. I haven't done it yet. But I would I would love to have one, uh, you know. I got I got an excess of bodies I want to get rid of anyway, so the wood chipper'd be great for that. But I uh, but no, re- like every year we do two or three big brush brush jobs for people, and we pile the brush on the trailer and pile it on, and we end up making five six trips for something that would only take in one trip if I had a. But then I look at the price and I'm like, I don't know if I want to buy one yet. But I'm gonna one of these years I'm gonna buy one. Oh, Hawkins shaking his head no.
1: Not worth it. I, I don't think it would not for the size of the one that you'd probably want. Everyone I've seen that's affordable, like seven thousand it's 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 just they're not the greatest. Yeah. I mean granted, I'm spoiled though. My local landfill within you know 20 minutes of me, that everybody brings all their brush in and then they they hire people like they got that big like semi truck shredder. It comes in and makes a mountain of mulch and then I can get all I want oh that's nice can't you
2: rent one
1: up
0: there no my my local rental shop doesn't have one i i they used to but apparently people you know what people are like they treated it like a rental and uh so they stopped carrying them but i i wish i could because it would oh i wouldn't care what it cost i would just add it to the cost of the job and i'd be done but yeah yeah
4: why well, are are we sure they're actually using the wood chipper as intended uses?
0: <laughs> that's what I'm wondering. <laughs>
4: like apparently they used to
0: rent out zero turn mowers and stuff too. And again, you know people would say, "Don't worry, I'll, I'll take good care of it. I'll be careful." And then they would come back all beat to rat shit and yeah. People treat it like a rental. And then yeah, that's why we can't have nice things. Well, you want to go around Nate? Why don't we start with you? Where can anybody find you?
4: Well, don't say on this live stream. Uh, twochickshomestead.com. We have a <laughs> weekly podcast we put out, Two Chicks Homestead Podcast. And you can always email us at info at twochickshomestead.com. Perfect. How about you, Mr. Brown?
3: Yeah, Carrie Brown, strongrootsresources.com. I can help you plan your homestead. I can do property walks and help you ID what you've got on your land for, uh, for all kinds of uses, really, not just edible and medicinal and uh, I'm operating about 200 miles all around Knoxville,
2: Tennessee. Nice. And you, Thecia? Um, I'm with Ellis Family Farms. My YouTube channel. You can find me on Facebook. I think it's Thecia E. And uh, well, no, uh, Instagram is Thecia, and I do TikTok and and all those other things too. But my focus is on the YouTube channel right now, and I'm enjoying that.
0: You do a damn good job with it, too.
2: <laughs> Thanks.
0: How about you, Hawk?
1: Hawkins with uh, Chicken Hawk Farmstead. Uh, I got my YouTube channel. It's what I mainly do. Um, I'm on Instagram, me, we. It's like Hawkins J. And I've started the tickety Talk thing because uh, it's fun. So. It is. It doesn't take oh, a whole hell of a lot more work. No, I just I half-ass it, and it seems to be working. Yeah, it's fun. Something else to do. But, yeah, if you want to find
0: me, uh, toolmantim.co. That's the quickest way. Thursday, Saturday, Sunday evening, I got uh, live stream the workshop podcast. Seven o'clock Mountain Time. Drop by there. Say hello. Introduce yourself, and come by and join us at the Telegram group. So, well, guys, that's uh, another, another episode in the books, I think. And uh, thank you, everybody, for dropping by. And
1: we will see you next Tuesday.